Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Reckless Speculation Thursday. And Judd, I'm going to need your help because I think my my button bar might have froze here. So you have... You have freedom and carte blanche. There you go. Speculation. (laughs) All right. Reckless speculation. What if we? What if instead of getting reckless speculation? All right, right, I helped enough. Did I help enough? How come I don't have access to a button bar? Rapid fire. Because of what you just heard for the last twenty seconds. That's why. That's why we need to. I I think maybe maybe we should. I gave it, and now I'm being criticized. Maybe we should just do 30 minutes of Judd hitting that sounder instead oh, of giving God. you actual reckless speculation. You know what? Just that play. The doubters, Doogie, and the haters, just like the twins said in that commercial, yeah. they're all over us all the time. So How much grief haters. have you yeah. given the twins? I Now, who knows? Maybe it's just me being lost you know, during youth baseball season, me not paying as much attention, especially to a commercial. But my understanding is the twins actually produced a commercial, so it went up the food chain. Yeah. Like, higher-ups in the organization actually yeah. approved. It's aired. Let's air this commercial yeah. that throws, what, shade at bloggers, fans for Twitter. criticizing. Yep, the haters. The 18 consecutive playoff losses, the ineptitude going back a few years when expectations were really high, maybe many years, I guess maybe the 11th season, right, coming off the success of 10. Now, this season on top of that? Yet this commercial is still airing? Saw it last weekend. Dude, oh, to, my to, to, gosh. To, to even act like wow. it's not warranted criticism for 17 years. Like You guys literally haven't won a playoff game in 18 tries. We will get to some Twins discussion and uh, and and what might be percolating here in terms of trade rumors. But we got Doogie in the house. It's Reckless Speculation Thursday. You can find Doogie on the 5 Eyewitness News sports team on the TV side. And then on the podcast side, he does... Uh, the Scoop podcast here with us on Score North. So, Dugs, we saw a report from uh, Jay Michael of the Indy Star. Um, Miles Turner is – he led the league in blocks last year with three-and-a-half blocks per game. He can shoot some threes. He's a, he's a big man that can get outside. He can play inside. The Timberwolves would love just another capable body who's tall to play next to Towns. And so – he has put the Timberwolves specifically in the discussion um, in trade talks with the Pacers for Miles Turner. He said the Timberwolves are very interested, along with the Hornets as well. What information can you shed on this? Does this make sense as the offseason approaches here for the Timberwolves to pursue Miles Turner? It makes a ton of sense. Jay Michael is a plugged-in reporter. used to cover the Wizards for one of the outlets in Washington, D.C. for a while current Pacers beat reporter for the Indianapolis Star, the main newspaper in Indianapolis. He has a lot of contacts. He knows his stuff. He did not randomly put that out there. I will say on my front, maybe very subtly, about three, four weeks ago on the Scoop podcast, I had Gerson Rosas on. I brought up the idea of trading for a player like that, and I mentioned one name. It was Miles Turner. I then had David Thorpe of TrueHoop.com on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I was a little bit more specific asking David what he thought about the Miles Turner fit here. So I can just promise you I didn't randomly bring up Miles Turner's name with Gerson, with Thorpe. But yeah, credit to Jay Michael for getting it maybe more out there. 
than I or others have previously. But yeah, he makes a ton of sense. Phil, he was, so it was just what, last night, Rudy Gobert, who would not have gotten my vote, by the way, but he wins Defensive Player of the Year. But if you looked at the voting, Miles Turner finished, what, fifth, sixth, seventh? I mean, he was top 10 for Defensive Player of the Year. You think about how badly this team needs defensive help. So yes, just from that standpoint alone, I've said for a while, Carl Anthony Towns, Gerson said this on the Scoop Podcast, you know, who cares what I think? Gerson believes that Carl, maybe not for 38 minutes a game, but Carl can guard opposition fours. You are who you can guard in the NBA. Also, heck, in the college game. Like, offensively, it's very much positionless. Yeah, a guy brings up the ball, initiates the offense, but like, Steph Curry. Do you consider Steph Curry a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? I mean, that's just one of many examples, right? On offense, it's very much positionless, but it's who you can guard on the defensive end. I think Carl can guard opposition fours, right? That's part of this equation, right? That's part of this conversation. That Carl Anthony Towns, then, if you trade for Miles Turner, Miles guards opposition fives, the center, and Carl guards opposition power forwards, the four-man. But, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. A couple of years ago, before Ricky Rubio landed in Phoenix, the Suns, uh, you know, were very aggressive in pursuing Ricky, but so were the Pacers. Kevin Pritchard is the president of operations, or whatever his official title is, the the big decision maker in the Pacers front office. You know, Pritchard's been there for a while, so Pritchard was there when they had interest in Rubio just a couple summers ago. So presumably, there there's still maybe some interest there. Now they have Brogdon, they have. You know, uh, O'Connell, the the former, is it TJ? Is it McConnell, O'Connell, the small point guard? He went to the University of Arizona. Good backup. Now, he might be an unrestricted free agent. I don't have the free agent names in front of me. But the Pacers, it's not like they have this glaring need at the point guard position. But I'm just saying, like, this front office, Pritchard specifically, has shown interest in the past in Rubio. Presumably, Rubio's salary to make the money work would need to be thrown in. You know, but I don't know what else, you know, the Wolves would have yeah, Ru- to I mean, give. Ru- Rubio for Turner is a heist, so you'd have to give up. You would have to give up more. Indiana's not doing Rubio. Turner for Rubio. It would be no. Rubio plus whatever. I mean, J. Michael, you mentioned it, has the Hornets very interested. The Knicks have interest. There's some other teams, potentially the Lakers, potentially the Clippers. Like, if Miles Turner is is truly out there, and I absolutely, I mean, you know, just from a logical speaking standpoint, I absolutely can see a Turner trade happening this summer. You know, so when Indiana starts taking calls, making calls, I mean, there's going to be four, five, six, seven different offers for Pritchard to choose from. So how do the Wolves trump other teams' offers? So, yeah, you would have to add more than Rubio. So, Dukes, off that point, how... How active do you think that the Wolves are going to be in trying to make moves, in trying to change things? You know, you think of guys like Akogi and Culver, uh, who certainly don't have a lot of value but could be moved. How active do you expect Gerson to be in the coming months? Very active. Glenn Taylor told me this on the podcast. Gerson has told me this. Others in NBA circles have told me this. If you just look at the Wolves' salary cap situation, yep. Uh, the more logical path to improving this roster is the trade route, not the free agency route. Now, if they end up with pick four or lower and that pick ends up with the Warriors, Gerson did say there there is a potential path to them having the mid-level exception to sign a free agent, but it's not like it's a rich free agent class, although there are some guys that absolutely could help them. But yeah, for them to really improve this roster... It's it's going the trade route. So, yeah, I, I fully expect them. In fact, I'm positive they've already been active in, in some regards. That activity will continue, and we'll see if, if all that chatter eventually does turn into actual action where they do acquire, whether it's Turner or somebody else that can help them in the front court. Yeah. But really, I mean, I you know, they need to make some moves. Miles Turner would be a fantastic addition, depending on what you'd have to give up. But really, Duke, this whole thing hinges on – the trio that you saw playing together down the stretch, right? I mean, the biggest hope for the Timberwolves to at least get into the playing round to have a chance to flirt with playoffs is if Anthony Edwards takes a big step forward and if Towns can stay healthy all year and D'Lo, like if, the, if that nucleus can stay together and be healthy and Ant Edwards sort of emerges as the main guy of the three, it's not that all the other moves are irrelevant because you do need to fortify the roster, but... Um, if that doesn't come to fruition, then all this, it's, the rest is just window dressing, right? 
100%. Now, you know, if you want hope, can you make any parallel to the Wolves and the Phoenix Suns? Now, the Phoenix Suns make the great trade for Chris Paul, who legitimately earned MVP votes. Like, he was that good this year. But you've got Cat, you've got D'Lo, you've got Edwards. Can you make any sort of parallel with DeAndre Ayton, you know, with Devin Booker? Now, you know, Mikel Bridges took a giant step forward this year. Jake Crowder was a nice free agent addition who the Wolves tried to sign, by the way. You know, he chose Phoenix over Minnesota. But you look at Phoenix being up 2-0 here in the second round against Denver. I think they are going to go on and win that series. Not like I'm going out on a limb suggesting that. So it looks like the Phoenix Suns are going to the Western Conference Finals. Would that be the hope that maybe, you know, maybe I don't think it's D-Lo, so maybe it would have to be Edwards taking that that massive leap, and maybe it's two years from now, not next year. But but in some ways, you know, Edwards can be that alpha, not quite Chris Paul alpha, but can be that alpha that can you make, and, and who knows, tell me if I'm nuts. I mean, the three, you tell me. Like, that's an idiotic, like, what are you even bringing up that sort of analogy for? Like, you're a moron. Go ahead and say no, that. It, if you want, but I'm just saying, if you're a Wolves fan and, and you're trying to cling to hope, something you've tried to do for, for so many years, can you potentially look at that Phoenix model and say, hey, look at how soon they turned things around. Look where they were just a year or two ago. That maybe that's that's the path that, that, hey, a lot would have to go right, but hey, that path is is a is an attainable goal. I will say, all right, I mean, it's such an apples to oranges comparison because Chris Paul is just like the nuclear addition he is he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. I legitimately hope he stays healthy and I hope they win the championship because I think his career deserves a championship on the resume. You're not going to add Chris Paul and the leadership and everything that he brings, but so I don't I don't the, the Suns are an interesting comp, but it's it's so hard with Chris Paul. I think the Hawks, like if you're looking for teams that have jumped into the playoff picture, that have made a little bit of noise and they've done it without like a top 5 superstar in the league. The Jazz have good players, but nobody that you would consider a LeBron or a Durant. That's an interesting formula. Although Donovan um, was so good last game. Donovan Mitchell. I love Donovan Mitchell. I really do. But don't you think, I mean, isn't the hope that Anthony Edwards can be what Donovan Mitchell is in like two or three years, that he can be that combo guard that can carry you in the second half of a playoff game at some point, right? I mean, that's... That's yes. the goal for Anthony I Edwards. mean, the shooting has to come a long way for him to make some of those three-point shots that Mitchell can. But in terms of attacking the hoop, getting to the free-throw line, you know, just, you know, hyping up your team, being that sort of leader, yeah, I think I think that's realistic. I don't think that's that's out of the realm of possibilities for, for a ceiling for Anthony Edwards. Yeah. But I'm telling so, you, the yeah. shooting, the shooting needs a lot of work. Shot selection. Needs a lot of work, but hey, he didn't even turn 20 for another two months, right? Like, he's still a teenager. It's okay to give him a little bit of time. Well, at, at what point in time, too, would you get the vet, um, like a Paul type of addition? Because you've got to be pretty sure that you're prepared to pop at that point as well. So, so like, you've got to have uh, D'Lo and Cat and Ants to a point where you feel that your team can actually make a run. Because I mean, what what makes Paul so effective here is it's like the last chip that they that the Suns put in, and bam, it works. And remember how good they were in the bubble. They were on the forty million dollar chip, though. It's a forty million dollar chip. But that's what I'm saying is you've got to make sure it exists. Yeah, and it it can't, but it can't be at the wrong time too. I here's my my who is that guy? I mean, that Paul situation was pretty unique. It is Phoenix going eight zero in the bubble. Yeah, so Phoenix felt like we're that close. So what I what I think that we need to see, and I have no idea if this is obtainable next season, is this. Are the Wolves close to where the Suns were in the bubble, that team? So, like, because before, you're, I don't think you're going to jump from where the Wolves are to where the Suns are present day, but I do think that you should be in a position to be a playoff team that improves mightily. That, that at least shows promise that you're going in that direction. Well, and... In that, you know, breath, that would be the Wolves then being a top 10 team next year, yes. minimum getting into the play-in tournament. Yes. Then a year from now, finding that Chris Paul move to then make, you know, that, that next leap. Correct. Right? I mean, 
and, That's what and I'm saying. So much went right for Phoenix. Like for them to jump all the way up to the two seed, like that's pretty rare. Uh-huh. So that might be the outlier. Like that's that's not the trend. But, where they were but if you're the, the Wolves, that should be the goal. Sure, but where they were in the bubble is obtainable for yes. this franchise. One hundred percent. That part's yes. obtainable, and yes. that's what and that's where you should be headed at least. Well, and you would think if these guys can maintain health. Right, and we should find out here in the next day or two if Anthony Edwards is the rookie of the year. I think LaMelo Ball is going to end up winning, but if I had to vote, I would have voted Anthony Edwards because durability matters to me. So if these guys can stay healthy, specifically more so D'Angelo Russell, but if that threesome of Russell, Edwards, Cat can play 76 games together next season, I mean, presumably a guy misses a game here or there, maybe a couple games, but, you know, it's something like 72 games together. Is that possible, right? So you've got a little bit of leeway there with maybe 10 games missed, you know, among the the trio. But, yeah, I mean, if you can maintain health, the way they finished, what was it, a winning record over their final 16 games, you know, the offensive rating was up there. The defense still needs so much work, though. It just does. Uh, Boys, this period of reckless speculation. Reckless is presented in part by our friends at Federated. Never recklessly speculate without proper risk management resources. That's what Federated brings to your business. They've been around in the state of Minnesota, based in Owatonna, for over 100 years, and you can find out more about how they can help you through any sort of ups and downs over the long haul that your company may face. Find a full list of industries Federated protects and find out more about the risk management tools they provide at Federated Insurance. Dot com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Reckless speculation. Any other Wolves Nuggets, Dukes, before yeah, we dive so into Yeah, so it things? sounds like Mike Nori, most recently on the Detroit Pistons staff under Dwayne Casey, worked with Chris Finch in Denver. I would just say keep an eye on that name. So we know David Vanterpool out, Brian Gates out. So there are two openings, two assistant coach openings on Chris Finch's staff. The key hire is who does he bring in to run the defense? That isn't Micah Nori. If Nori, if this thing gets all the way to the finish line, I mean, certainly a name to know. I'm bringing up that name for a reason. So keep an eye on the name Micah Nori to join Chris Finch's staff. But I'm told in Detroit, he was more focused on the offensive side, not the defensive side. So Chris still needs to bring in somebody to help coach defense. Also, one week from today, I know the Wolves have a draft workout at Mayo Clinic Square. Draft workouts are picking up. Like Jericho Sims, Minneapolis native, was at the University of Texas. He works out today for the Golden State Warriors. McKinley Wright, Champlain Park High School, great player, University of Colorado. He works out today for the Golden State Warriors. He worked out mm-hmm. earlier this week for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So draft workouts are picking up. The Combine begins on June 21st in Chicago. Lottery night, June 22nd. That's where we find out if That 27.6% chance comes to fruition and the Wolves end up with a top three pick or do they end up handing their pick if it's pick four or pick seven, whatever it is, to the Warriors. So things are ramping up as we sit here and talk on June 10th. A lot of stuff is happening over the next couple weeks. On the Twins, question. So so incredibly, because I think that this is, it's just basically trying to be as positive as possible for the fan base. When the six-game homestand began against the Yankees, Doogie, on Tuesday night, uh, Twins GM Thad Levine said before the game... Yeah, and we were in on that. Yeah. It was interesting. I don't think the listeners care about this, but we were the only TV station with a camera in on that mix. And that's awesome. But what he told you was, we're going to get done with these six games, and like you know, we're playing good teams, and we're going to decide... Uh, okay. You're, They've been done for a while, Jim. I know they have, and they're only... And I think they actually know that. Well, he didn't want to acknowledge but, that, but they know but that. But that's my question, is do you have... Any inside information or, or about where this might go relatively quickly now? Because you, you've essentially gotten your ass kicked for two games. They might win tonight. I don't know. I don't care. The Strohs are going to beat you probably two of three. So, like, are we getting to the precipice of the Twins pulling the trigger on, on at least some deals? Because I do believe, and I think we talked about this on the bonus scoop on Tuesday, there are veteran players that can be moved here pretty quickly, and it's not like if you wait till July 30th at the deadline that you're going to get a ton more for them. Correct. I mean, specifically starters, right? Like, yes. you know, tonight's starter hap. You know, you can get something. It's not going to be a lot. And you may need to eat a million or two dollars on, yes. on two million on, on the contract, but you can get something for J Hap right now. You can probably get something for Michael Pineda right now. Mm-hmm. 
yes. I, I'm not going to predict a trade here like tomorrow. Uh, the old it takes two to tango still applies. But yeah, my sense is the Twins are going to be a bit more proactive in that regard. It's what we talked about on the Tuesday podcast that, that you know, I brought up the specific name Nelson Cruz that I know for a fact that Tampa has liked him for a few years. In fact, they had dialogue with Nelson Cruz's agent in the winter about bringing Nelson on board then. Tampa still has a glaring need at DH. Now, we can debate how much Nelson Cruz has left as he's about to turn 41 here in a few weeks, early July. But, like, be proactive on that front. Call Tampa and say, okay, how much money do we need to eat? You know, who are you willing to put on the table? Give us a pool of prospects to choose from. You know, and if we eat 75% of the contract, is there a different pool of prospects we can choose from? I'm, I'm sensing that, that it's getting closer to that point. And it might not just be Tampa. I mean, Oakland maybe could use a DH. You know, maybe the White Sox. I mean, you know, there might be some other, uh, you know, potential landing spots for, for Nelly. But I think that general idea of the Twins moving closer to, to getting to that point is is spot on. Doogie, you've been reporting for a couple of years now. Uh, the, the Twins like to they like to offer, let's call them what they are, team friendly, sort of low ball deals to some of their good young players. Polanco and Kepler, and it's said worked, yes right? Yeah, Phil, it worked, right? So do- Dobnak, why not? It <laughs> got worked. They got deal. Polanco and Kepler to sign. Yep, and uh, and to this point, Barrios and Buxton, they they haven't been able to reach an agreement. Those guys both have a year and a half left on their contracts. I don't think there's. Any chance Buxton gets traded right now, I think that maybe that's an off-season discussion. But on Barrios specifically, to me, if you, I think you have to make a determination in the next month. All right, we've had these discussions for a couple of years. We like you. We'd like to lock you up long-term, Jose. We need to know in the next 30 days if you're in or out on a contract extension. Because if you're out and you want to hit free agency in a year and a half, it probably makes sense for the Twins to explore trading him now so that they can maximize their return and whoever trades for him is going to get two potential playoff stretches over 2021 and 22. So um, I guess my two questions are, do you think they would consider legitimately consider trading Barrios in the next month and a half? And how far apart are the two sides from what you can tell on a contract extension these last couple of years? Well, I don't think it's ever come close to Joel Wolf, Jose Barrios's agent, saying yes, that that I don't even think there's been an offer where, you know, he had to sit there for a day or two really, you know, strongly contemplated and say, oh, okay, should we take this offer, Jose? Yes or no? Like, I don't think it's ever, you know, gotten even to that point, you know, so the two sides haven't come close. I'm with you, Phil, you know, whether it's Toronto or some other team that can use Jose. Yes, if they can have Jose for two playoff pushes, two potential postseasons before he hits unrestricted free agency. This is presuming that the two sides can figure out a collective bargaining agreement this winter, that there is the semblance of a, of a 2022 season. But if you're a team and you can have Jose for, for a full year next year, whatever that looks like and a playoff push. Plus, you know, if you make the postseason, the postseason this year. Yeah. I mean, for the twins to get the most in return. Yes. You trade him now. Not in the winter, not trade deadline 2022. So I think they're still going to continue to have some dialogue with Joel Wolf. And if it doesn't get close to to the numbers that that they can agree upon, I wouldn't dismiss that idea. And I know some smart baseball people, including our mutual friend Patrick Royce, who is convinced the Twins are going to trade at the pool, right? Jose Barrios. I think he also said it on Michael Rand's podcast. With the Star Tribune. Oh, sure. He said it on Unchained as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't listened to Unchained yet. I'm a little behind on my podcast. But no, yeah, I mean, I know problem. Patrick is out there. And I don't think Patrick is just randomly saying that. You know, I mean, the man does talk to people. He has some contacts. So I would not dismiss the possibility. But as we sit here on June 10th, do I have like this incredible Barrios trade steam? I do not. I still look at that McCullers Jr. contract. With the Astros, remind me again, we've cited it a few times. Is it five years, 85 million? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I mean, you're going to have to get to about that ballpark. Right. If not, go a bit higher. I do that. I do. I see. That's the thing. And I I think people, because I've been been tweeting about this Barrios thing for a month now, too, and we've been talking about the show. 
my first personal choice would be to extend him. Like, I, th- I mean, they don't – who I are their pitchers too. next year? Duran might be up. Balazovich might be up. But I, I like to extend him. But if he just flat out wants to go to free agency, then I, then I trade him. I trade him now in the next month. I'm with you. I mean, you look at the rotation next year. You know, Kenta Maeda is, is locked up. Okay. I mean, is Dobnak in the rotation next year? Okay, Shoemaker free agent, Hap free agent, Pineda free agent. I would have interest in in retaining Pineda, but you're not guaranteed to retain him. So, yeah, Balazovic, however you say his last name, he's now at double A. He's back healthy. I mean, I think it's realistic to think he'll be in the rotation. Duran should be. Next year, Duran, probably right in that mix. Yep. Is it Winder or Winder? Josh, is it Winder or Winder, Phil? Do you know? I don't know how you He's a double-A Wichita. Mm -hmm. I should know the pronunciations. It's one of the two. He's been performing well, you know, for for that Wichita team. So he's a guy that's at least going to be in the mix. But, yeah, you start thinking about the 2022 rotation, there are a bunch of question marks, right? So I'm with you, Phil. My first goal would be to extend Burrios. But are you willing to go higher than Houston went? On McCullers. I mean, that that to me is the question. I don't Buc- see Jose accepting less than too, that. that that's Because I think you got to pick one of them. I don't think you can afford to keep both of them. So I, I think you've got to make your decision, Brios or Buxton. Why does it have to be one or the other? So you start looking at the payroll, and Simmons is off the payroll, and Cruz is off the payroll. And you've got Kirilov at a low number. You've got Larnick at a low number. Donaldson. You would think at that point, Royce Lewis is an everyday guy at a low number. So I don't know why it has to be. I would hope it wouldn't be, but I'm just saying. One I or the other. I have a feeling it's going to be. And, and that's you know, at that point, contract. Josh Donaldson, well, at that point, though, he's just got the one year left or so when you start thinking about the money. Hope I'm, I hope you you're know, right. And you can have the money go up, right? So maybe you can find a happy medium where, you know, Buxton's salary for, for 2023 you know, isn't significant where it keeps rising. And at that point, then 2024, Donaldson is off the payroll, right? It was a four-year deal, yeah. 20, 21, 22, Yeah, well, okay. Well, but, it's yeah. it's not a player option, right? Is it a triggered option? I, I don't think it's an outright player option, but more than likely you've got some payroll flexibility when looking at that 2024 payroll. Or I'm just saying I don't think it has to be one or the right. other. I get where you're coming from, you know, and they're going to have to pay Buck, by Cheap the way. Bullets. Well, <laughs> They're gonna have to pay him, right? I mean, I they've that's tried. What I'm saying, yeah. I mean, they've offered him a contract with multiple team options. He's not signing a contract with multiple team options. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, what's what's the right contract? I mean, Phil, you know, you brought this up two months ago. The George Springer contract, right? All it takes is one team. You know, Springer at 31 years old. Uh, what does he get from the Blue Jays? Six years, 150 million. Yeah, I mean, if you're Buxton hitting unrestricted that, free agency at 29 years old. Yeah. You're here's getting that, you aren't him. you, in all likelihood? Here's why you almost have to pay him. He's so influential for winning. So Nash Walker from Twins Daily posted this yesterday. Since 2019, the Twins are 97-53 and 53 when Byron Buxton plays, and they are 64-68 and 68 when he doesn't. Think about that. He influences better pitching performances. The lineup is better. Pitchers have to treat him differently when he's on the base pass. Like it's the, his effect on a game, and I get that he's only playing like fifty percent of the games, correct? And that's a problem. But I would I would overpay for those fifty percent of games and just cross my fingers that he can play eighty percent at some point. I, I just think he's so influential. You ha- you almost have no choice if you want to keep this thing on the track. I'm with you. He's still top five now. Otani is the overwhelming favorite to be American League MVP. But if you look at the MVP odds, go to Vegas Insider, go to any betting website, Buxton is still top five for MVP odds. I'm with you, Phil. I would I would do everything to keep Buck. You know, I'm okay paying him really good money for his ages 29, 30, 31, 32 seasons. Now is he is he seeking a seven or eight year deal? Yes. Okay, that then becomes a slippery slope. Right, I don't know if I can go that high. I don't even know if I can go to six years, but can you pay him a ton of money in a five-year deal that makes it worth his while? He's going to want to be paid like he doesn't get hurt, and Barrios is one is going to want to be paid akin to an ace. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I have every reason it, to agree. To, with, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, I think they're, I think they're, they're going to balk at one of those two. I'm just telling you. 
I mean, what? But here's probably what's more. Yes, like, I, I get it. I'm just saying, me personally. No, I know. I'm with and you. I'm trying to spell this all out that yeah. they would have some payroll flexibility. And I'd like to see it too. And Phil, remind me when when does the Bally Sports North TV deal wrap up? I thought it's in the next. I believe it's 23. I think it's 23. I, I believe it's, it's in the next. Yeah, I mean. Well, who knows with everything going on right now, but you should be able to make more on an annual basis with your local TV contract, right? With that next contract and you currently make. I'm just saying there's there's reasons to believe they can they can afford both. Yeah. If baseball still exists in 2023, <laughs> based on the way the sport is nose diving right now. Do contracts toll when when there's a strike or a lockout? Because if we, if we don't have a 20, 2022, do those, those contracts run or do they toll? Well, we've never missed a full season, so we don't know. I don't know. I'd just be curious to know. They get they get prorated. You know, they got prorated last year. Right. I would assume they probably got, I don't know if they got prorated in 19. They'll probably argue Do we really believe that an entire season is really going to be lost? And Phil, you're right. Like, could you imagine if there isn't a 2022 Major League Baseball season? At that point, yeah. I'm not suggesting, Goodbye. like, you know, Goodbye. board up the ballparks, but man alive, like, baseball, like... You know, lacrosse, other sports would jump up. You know, the interest in this country in soccer would jump up, I would think, significantly. Like, baseball would start falling way, way down the the pecking order. Like, I would hope the two sides realize that, that they have to come to some sort of agreement. Even if it's April, you know, and it's a 100-game season next season, not 162 games. I know people love to rip on sports commissioners, and they, and sometimes like they, those guys have really hard jobs. But Rob Manfred is legitimately one of the worst commissioners in the history of any of the four major <laughs> professional sports. Yes, but at he least is. he now has Theo Epstein working. But Doogie, he I, was, I'm just saying, I think Theo, I think Theo can be a key to all this. That would be that's a great thought. Here's the problem: Manfred was hired by the people who own these teams to orchestrate a lockout. He is so bad at the rest of his job and cares so little about baseball. Look at this. It makes perfect sense. He is Gary Bettman in 2004-05, and they lost an entire year, but they got what they wanted. And that's what he's there to, to do. Well, he's he's not there and, for but baseball. that's a dark comparison because hockey yeah. has never been the same in popularity since they took bad TV deals with outdoor. Was it Outdoor Life Network oh, that, at the time? Oh, Ireland was great. And I don't know they, what you're talking and about. And then they went to, then they rebranded to NBC Sports Network. I mean, like, but the owners loved it, man. They got what they wanted. They won. Well, in the in the moment, maybe, but the, but I don't think you'd say back 50, going back 15 years, the owners didn't win. Like some of the teams are very profitable, but I mean, there's a handful of teams that lose money in the NHL because sure. of the bad TV deal they signed. No, but they broke. But so, but the, the point is, the lost year broke the players. Like the players broke and came back and and basically, the league got what it wanted to dictate to players. Manfred is only there for this. He's only there. He is not there. I guarantee you, with within two years of 2022 being done, he'll be gone. He is only there to try and break the players as much as possible. There's no other logical conclusion given what he's done. He's done nothing for the game itself. He doesn't care about the game itself. Seelig yeah, didn't. I mean, we'll see. Seelig, at the end of the day, after '94, didn't have the intestinal fortitude to go through that again. And the owner said, "We need somebody who will." Well, if the goal is to break the players, then they will break the sport if yeah. that happens this offseason. So, Dukes, do you have any rapid fire scoops to close with? Well, NBA draft combine invites have gone out. So, Matthew Hurt of Rochester, McKinley Wright will be at the combine. Jericho Sims will be at the combine. Now, Sims hired a, an agent that has. NCAA certification. So if Jericho wants to, he can go back and, and play in college. I need to check on McKinley. McKinley signed with Octagon. Maybe the agent he's with at Octagon also has that NCAA certification if he wants to maintain college eligibility. Matthew Hurt certainly is all in on the NBA. He is not going back to Duke for a third year. Jalen Suggs will be there. Jalen Suggs will only interview. He's not going to play in games in Chicago. Jalen right now is training out in California, I was on a Zoom call with Jalen yesterday. He handed Chet Holmgren the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award. Chet Holmgren, Minnehaha Academy, now in the same breath as Kobe Bryant, as LeBron James, as you've got Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Jason Tatum, like the list of players over the years that have won that Gatorade National Player of the Year Award. I mean, that is just off the charts. I mean, among many you know accolades for, for the Minnehaha Academy, 
superstar who's on his way to Gonzaga. But, I mean, this one might be the best of the best. So congratulations to Chet Holmgren on that. On the wild, so Judd had me go down a rabbit hole on something the other day. Let's just say the Zach Parisi talker is not going away anytime soon. I still stand by that that ultimately he would love to be bought out. That 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 is the 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 end to all this that that he is seeking. You know, will will Billy buy him out? I think there's a little bit of a divide. You know, at least among you know some of the players in that locker room. You know where they side on on the Parisi conundrum. You know, and the fact that Parisi was a healthy scratch games one through three against Vegas. So I'm just telling you, just because the wild season is over. Just don't forget about the Zach Parisi angle and how that unfolds this summer. Great stuff, as always. Reckless speculation. And on the Vikings, I mean, I, I, Phil, I don't know if Daniil will be there next week or not. I did mention on Tuesday with Judd that I got a text that morning from somebody that he knows Daniil, he knows LSU folks, he knows things. He suggested he doesn't. He doesn't foresee Daniil being there next week, but I, I don't know. I don't know if Daniil's going to be there on the field on Tuesday or not. If he's not there, uh, the fine money is is approximately ninety three, ninety four thousand dollars. He's already sacrificing a one hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. So I guess if you're sacrificing that, is a ninety three thousand dollar fine that big of a deal? As you make your stance, hey, I want more money, which. I still think, call me nuts, but I still think with this regime's history of taking care of their own, right, Kendricks and Barr and, and Harry and Thielen and Rudolph way back and any number of other examples, Dalvin, that, that eventually they give Daniil some sort of raise, but not quite that Joey Bosa money, that Joey Bosa contract. That's the ultimate outlier when it comes to pass rushers. Daniil Hunter is not getting up to that Joey Bosa number. Yeah. That's inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. Darren Doogie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. Dugs, have a great weekend. We'll see you, see you early next week, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, and Dukes. I was texting with somebody that's in the know on the John Anderson, Mark Coyle, you know, brouhaha. We should have some closure one way or another here pretty quick. That John yeah. Anderson is looking for Mark to switch some of the language in the multi-year uh, contract he has on the table for John. So we should have some closure one way or another. Will Mark alter the language in that offer? You know, if he does, John will sign. He'll be back for a 41st year next year as Gophers baseball coach. If Mark doesn't change the language in that contract, it would not shock me if John then decides to walk away. Um, a name to keep an eye on. I'm gonna. I got a college baseball scoop for you guys. All right. This is my. Own, this is my own college baseball reckless speculation. Okay. Reckless. Uh, and I and and I this is just again this, I'm not reporting this but something that might make sense if John Anderson is no longer the go for baseball coach Tracy Smith rose to prominence leading Indiana into I think he led him into a super regional mm-hmm. they developed some good pitching like six or seven years ago and then Tracy Smith parlayed the Indiana job into Arizona State which is one of the top twenty college baseball jobs they would have been the so good last year by the way if things didn't get shut down with Torkelson. They had some other high draft picks like that coach. I didn't even know his name, Phil, and I saw he got fired the other day. But like Tracy he got Smith, screwed. Yeah. Like Arizona State could have legitimately won the College World Series last year. Yeah, and he's uh, and they have they have a high bar. Actually, it sounds like Willie Bloomquist is going to take over for Tracy Smith. But Tracy Smith, big personality. He's had success in the Big Ten, um, and he's available now. So something to watch. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, that makes, yeah, if John walks away, yeah, I mean, some program is going to make a phenomenal hire hiring that guy. Also, the local angle on that, Will Rogers, really good player from Moundsview, catcher, also does some pitching. Moundsview just qualified for the state tournament, so they have a chance here next week to win a a state baseball championship. Will Rogers is an Arizona commit. Look at that. All right, Doogie. Good stuff, man. Okay, see you, you, boys. Bye. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee Mwakatinsu community. See, you guys... you guys come for the Timberwolves trade rumors, and by the end, we're just hitting you with college baseball college inside baseball. information. Willie Bloomquist, I mean, your what, guy. What, what, 
I are you been, not entertained? I are you not, not entertained? Willie Bloomquist. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I had Willie Bloomquist on a podcast. I remember about four or five years. I ago. remember that. Yeah, Willie Bloomquist. Last was in the Bigs in 2015. Okay, yeah. Wow. He's an old school dude, man. I bet. Like, does not I think the believe Hoosiers, in analytics. I, I think the team that you're talking about, Phil, I think they became the first Big Ten team in years to qualify for the College World Series back then. And that team might have had Kyle yeah, Schwarber yeah, on Yeah, Schwarber was on there. Yes. Yep. Yes. Schwarber was there. I mean, we are, we are your home for college baseball right here at Score right North. Here. Yep. Score that. North. All the inside <laughs> We're switching college baseball. Yeah, coming up next, go for baseball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, before we get to old tweets exposed, I, I just I debated bringing this up because it's for a good cause. But um, tonight at Target Field, oh boy. Bernie Williams is throwing out. No, I'm sorry. He's not throwing out the first pitch. He's doing. Bernie Williams is doing the national anthem. On his guitar. Yankees, Yankees legend and great, I believe, maybe even Grammy winning musician. If not, maybe nominated. Bernie Williams. So... Um, he is spreading the word. This is the great cause. He's spreading the word about idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Uh, he lost his father to IPF, and he's trying to raise awareness and money to fight IPF. It's all for an amazing cause. I know Doogie sat down with him for a five eyewitness news um, interview, and and absolutely like let's spread the rip word the about ba- the let's spread the, the word about off. okay rip the bandaid off. Stop. Do we do we need a Yankees legend <laughs> who dominated the Twins in the 0304 playoffs to start this streak of playoff utility? <laughs> do we need him to be doing the national anthem? Can we not just promote can we promote this cause? Can we draw a line? Is what I'm saying. Leading us in the line? seventh do, inning stretch. Do please we need... welcome the captain, Derek Jeter. <laughs> Jeter, take me out to the ball game. Oh Let me God. kick the Twins' is this, ass. Is this what's going to happen? The Yankees are are bored with actually beating the Twins. Now they're just going to troll the Twins. They're going to bring all their charitable causes and oh, say, God. "Listen, I, you know, Jeter." I, you're going to get Jeter in. Mariano's got a couple of no. charities he wants to shine a light on. Oh you, you mind if I throw out the first pitch? No. You know, just am I being callous? Am I being Please callous? remain standing for God bless America and welcome Yankee legend Jorge Posada <laughs> to Target Field. God bless America. Uh, no, now, no, throw it's out the first pitch. Paul Number two. <laughs> Here he comes, Alfonso Soriano. (laughs) Oh, God. No, you're not Andy. Andy Pettit, followed by Roger Clemens. Oh, Oh, my God. And raising the flag today is Robison Cano. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I forgot, we forgot. (laughs) The new era, the 2010 Yankees. God, dude. Why, why are we? Why are we always in this town inviting our exes back? It's just it's a terrible we gave, idea. Like we gave the broken bat chair, rocking chair to Rivera. Like, hey, I know that you've owned us for a decade in the I playoffs. Kinda, I kind of like that one. Embarrassed like us, but here's a fun gift we put together for you. Thank you, sir. May we have another? We're so nice. <laughs> We're always We're inviting. So nice. You know what? Oh yeah, go Please ahead. Kick our ass, and we'll give you. Yeah, it's, oh, come back and and bring your new wife because we'd love to meet her. I mean, despite the fact that you cheated with her on us. Oh yeah, we'd love no. to meet her. No, I don't know. I don't feel do terrible because. We should be raising awareness for things like IPF yeah. and this cause yeah. for Bernie Williams. All right, so I'm cool. I'm conflicted. If this, this was any other team, I don't think that we would mock it. Like if this was Fred McGriff coming back <laughs> to play the guitar, we'd be like, okay, cool. Fred McGriff, Fred crime McGriff. dog. It's the crime dog. He's back. Right? Here comes Wasn't he, the fa- he was the face of the Tommy Mansky training videos, too, right? Oh, he had yeah. That super high. Absolutely. Hat, like, Here co- here's the hit dog, Mo Vaughn, to throw out the first pitch. I, and I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. But it's the Yankees. Oh, yeah, I don't like, it, it, it's the one team that, uh, really? Like, they are the yeah. face just, of your just, playoff utility. I know. We just have, we have no edge. It's just, yes, just kick our ass up and down. Yankees, the Twins are never on, like, ESPN anymore. They're never on SportsCenter. Oh, no. or, like, I watch Get Up with Greeny. You know, the other day, the Yankees, the Yankees are just getting absolutely hammered in the press they're you know they're hovering around 500 halfway through the season. Aaron Boone's on the hot seat. Yep. They had lost four straight games coming into the series, yep. and they just take out all of their frustration on the Twins in the first game of the series. 
and they lead get up right the next morning. It's like the Yankees, oh, the best medicine for a Yankees losing streak, the Minnesota Twins, and Bernie Williams, come on down. Yep. I don't know. You're dead. I don't know. Drop the puck on opening night at the XL Energy Center is Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Oh, I just, I'm sure, and I'm sure he has a charity. I'm sure Patrick well, yeah. King has a charity. And yeah. we would love to shine a light on good causes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just that's think there needs to be a line. Again, it's the team that signifies everything that's wrong when you're good, too. That's what really hurts. Correct. The Yankees signify everything that's wrong with your team when your team's at its best. Yep. Yep. Well, these talking twins discussions, by mm-hmm. the way, are always presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk, DennisKirk.com. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, Metric Cruisers, Sport Bikes, whatever it is. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Best in the business, and when the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. All right, let's go back in the archives. Declan does a deep dive into 10-plus years of all of our tweets, and he exposes us. Old tweets exposed. We'll see who's got the worst of it this week. Oh, it's definitely going to be me again. Um, from our 2013 Twins conversation that we did on a random season recall on Tuesday, um, we're going to keep that theme era-ish going. So we'll start with Phil here. And, and this isn't necessarily crazy bad, but it, it's it's curious. It's worth bringing up. Okay. February 18th, 2014. Twins number five oh. starter candidates who are out of minor league options ranked by how intriguing they are. Number one, Sam Deduno. Oh my God. Number two, Vance Worley. Number three, Scotty Diamond. Now, in Phil's defense, I mean, you were a beat so writer. You're covering that team. It was throwing at a dartboard against a bleep against a wall for a number five starter, but oof. It was pretty good. Uh, Deduno was fairly intriguing just yeah, because I, I'll give you that one. he threw great, nasty stuff. He was throwing spider tack stuff before spider tack even right. existed. Yeah, Can I actually self-report a more recent oh, tweet? Oh, yes, and by all means, bring this, this? Bring, bring this onto the table. All right. On March 29th, 2021, so less than three months ago, I tweeted... Why I like the Randy Dobnak contract extension. In an era where teams are all in on high-velocity strikeout pitchers, there's still room for other types of outgetters. Dobnak led all of Major League Baseball last year in ground ball rate, and his hard hit rate was ninth lowest in all of baseball. You were possessed by the spirit of Terry oh, Ryan. Boy. Yeah, I was hacked. I had to have been hacked. I don't even remember. I, I must have blacked out. I don't remember uh, pre- tweeting this. It is embarrassing. Uh, and I yeah. love the parentheses tied with Trevor Bauer included into that tweet as well. So as if. And Putting I'm, Randy Dobnak yeah. and Trevor Bauer in the same yeah. sentence, just not quite. <clears throat> and I'm frozen. Such such a bad tweet that it froze Declan's screen me, here. Which yep. is not so. surprising no one. Well, at least I'm wearing a nice V-neck today. All right. We'll go to Judd. And I wish I could see this column, but. March 24th, 2016, despite spring struggles, Nolasco over Duffy for fifth starting spot in rotation is far from the obvious choice. Uh, Tyler Duffy ended up finishing with an ERA near six. I believe Ricky Nolasco was also near the same I boat. I couldn't stand Ricky Nolasco. I know. And you, uh, judging by the Nolasco tweets I searched under the Judd Zolgat handle, I couldn't stand There him. was not a single one that, pra- even the signing, there, you hated muscle him. Car. Oh, his press conference when he came here, he was. Uh, Dude, a little behind the scenes. Yeah, a little behind the scenes. Well, two things. I don't think this is very incriminating because Judd is choosing between two terrible starting pitcher options here. But we were told, like, when when the Twins bring a new player in, and, like, for us, we were about to get Nolasco on for a radio interview on Mackie and Judd. And so part of that process, talking with Twins PR, hey, what? uh, we don't know anything about him. You know, what kind of things does he like to do? Like, what are some other little side streets we can go down besides just talking baseball? And the response we got back was, um, well, he likes cars. Yes. And oh, okay. uh, he likes cars and money. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't? Already. Unfortunately, well, he didn't like, like baseball nearly as much I think as he I probably like money, should have. I think I like money more than I like cars because like, I don't need more than like one or two cars. Phil leads right but, now. <clears throat> Phil's got a good I – mean, he's got well, two tweets. He's got a good lead. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Off the top rope with the Swanton bomb. Number 20, uh, November 27, 2013. <laughs> four years, 49 mil for Nolasco. Seems pretty reasonable to be. Not even for me, because, of course, I have a spelling mistake. 
The B. You you've spelled uh, the B is nowhere near the F on the keyboard. To be or not to be. Or that to be. Yes, that is exactly. the question. Exactly. To tweet or not to tweet. God, you should not have it. tweeted. What, these what, what, what would have been a reasonable contract? Or what would have been an unreasonable contract for Nalasco? $60 million? $70 million? Probably, yeah. $100 million? Probably. Nalasco was $49 the, million. And that, that was the contract where I think we basically found out the poll ads begged Terry to go spend. They're like, we got all this yeah. money. Just go spend. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they had... Because they they had all these contracts sort of come off the books, yes. and they had they were in kind of a retooling mode, and people were hammering them. They just moved into Target Field, oh my and they were like they were selling out the stadium for the first two years. And so Terry Ryan was like, "All right, I guess we'll push the payroll back up over a hundred million, so we don't get filleted by the fans." But well, yeah, Ricky Nolasco. So that dude pitched twelve years in Major League Baseball. Mostly terribly. Like he was pretty. He was pretty good for like one year. He was pretty good for one year with the Dodgers, and then he was pretty good for one year with Miami, like early on. Mm-hmm. And he made eighty-two million dollars playing professional baseball. A lot of cars. Eighty. Buy a lot of cars with eighty-two million dollars. Dollars. Amazing. Yeah, Declan, man, you take the cake on this one. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks, Eddie. Close. Thanks, Sue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, your Dobnik tweet, though, now is coming back to bite you a little bit. That's a, that's yeah, a, sol- that's a solid contender. It's a show. solid contender, but I hit a bomb with my But, I mean, keep in mind, he went to the salon. It didn't work out well. One of these days. All right, good stuff. One of these Good days. stuff. I won't lose. Right, thanks for hanging out with days. us. <laughs> Boys, tomorrow action movie oh. rewind. Rocky three. Hey, watched last night. Clear your clear your time cards on this one. Okay, I got a we lot. Might, of we notes. might be going an hour. We I got a lot of notes. Hour. There's right. a. I will say this. I I believe that there's a lot more to get to off three than four. And okay. four was a good discussion, but I feel like three is more. Back show, so we'll have to figure out if that's okay. But yes, I I like that idea. I like that idea. I think we can do that. Go for it. Go for it. There's no way for him either. Oh, I love Clubber, man. That was a great character. We'll do that tomorrow. Don't forget Daily Vikings Conversations on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys also on the Score North app where you can find all of our Score North videos, Judd's articles, podcasts, you name it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.